tweeted DEFCON, now we passed three. Tweeted DEFCON, now we passed three. You like the you like the uniforms, but that's about it. There's a lot of things that I love that I love that Hello I love. And good that evening. Love. My name is Josh. I'm joined as always by Aaron and Bob. With the folks to be found that have the madness, reason and the unreasonable makes sense that announces because this is okay. Hear me out. Aaron and Bob, how y'all doing this evening? Fantastic. <laughs> I. Love that intro, Josh. Good job. I Spe- speaking love of it. Things, speaking of things we love and Kanye's song, uh, can each of you, let's, let's start out, let's let each go around and name the top three things we love about Hitler and the Nazis. <laughs> the top th- I was hopefully, hoping for one, but the top three things. <laughs> God. Honestly, just the lore. Just like, <laughs> you know, how he became the myth from just a... You know, it built a few basic camps with some soccer fields and maternity wards, and, and it grew into the legend that he is today. <laughs> the urban legend of Adolf Hitler. <laughs> if you guys uh, would like to call in and let Josh know your three favorite things about Hitler, you can call us at 1-833-666-911. Again, that's 1-833-666-0911. All right, guys, I have some breaking news. Are you Are you ready for a news segment? <laughs> Wait, no, we don't have a drop for it. Holy shit. No, that's a, sound, the worst. Yeah, it's, it's that. You know what? It's <laughs> as welcome. good as we can do. You're welcome, Aaron. <laughs> so, breaking news, guys. We've had the biggest trade in WNBA history as the United States has traded Victor Bout, the merchant of death, for Brittany Griner. Uh, pretty exciting news in the sports world. Wait, wait, um, Victor Bout? Are there two trans players in the WNBA? <laughs> yeah this to be so i want to put this in josh terms so he understands because i know he doesn't like like team sports that much but uh <laughs> this is like if the leaf village traded sakura for uchiha madara oh that's <laughs> oh my god oh that's a great comparison actually that's a, yeah that's a good reference <laughs> or if like if you guys are like if anybody I'm out there doesn't, isn't un- gay if anyone out there isn't like a naruto fan Another way to put it is if you were playing Pokemon and you traded Charizard for Jinx. You know, a black guy dressed in drag pretending to be a woman for a war machine of death. (laughs) All right. Can you put it into a uh, Star Wars reference now? (laughs) That's the last. It would be like trading. uh, Let's see. It would be like trading, um, uh, who would it be? It'd be more like Jabba the Hutt. Whoa, whoa. We, Aaron, we release saying- Jabba the Hutt, and they release like one of those like long neck fucking oblong aliens just hanging out in Mos Eisley that no one cares about. And we're like, <laughs> yeah, that's a fair trade. What I'm hearing right now is that Star Wars, uh, despite all the marketing, doesn't actually have any strong female protagonists, uh, since Aaron came up with a complete blank there, and I right. think the only, you know, the only real way to describe Brittany Griner is a strong female, st- strong female protagonist. Like Jinx no, that's, that's in the Pokemon. Came up with, right? I, I, yes. think, yeah. I, I think Pokemon nailed Jinx that one. <laughs> if anyone's being honest with themselves, they've never described Brittany Griner as female anything. <laughs> Well, after hearing her voice, does anyone know which team that what team was she I still on? I haven't listened to that clip. What team did she play for? You guys know? I have no idea. I only know one team that even exists, what and that's the play? New York Liberty. And I don't even know why I know that, but yeah. I don't know. I couldn't name two. Sonny held a gun to Mad right now. He's like, name two WNBA teams. I'd be like, New York Liberty. Fuck. Just, just end it. I'm dead. Tell my mother, I love her. <laughs> When I read the local news, they mention a DC sports team that I don't know what sport it is. I th- that's when I know what the NBA team's name is. <laughs> it's process of elimination. Uh, we have some actually we have some celebrity news as well. If you guys want to hear that, yeah, absolutely. First, I'd like to go back in time to uh, some old tweets because 
I like to complain about how we all have the memory of goldfish and we don't remember the things that people do and say, but... Uh, oh, you're a history buff. I get it. <laughs> exactly. I like to chronicle some things. So Friday, December 3rd, 2021, almost exactly one year ago, Sir Rod Stewart only allowing triple vaccinated guests into Christmas party as he blasts killer anti-vaxxers because he said they're all murderers. And then let's go to today. Oh, Rod Stewart reveals his 11-year-old son collapsed, rushed to the hospital with a suspected heart attack where he was playing soccer. And as 11-year-olds do, they collapse and are out of breath and turn blue and have to be rushed to the hospital. But don't worry. They ran it back and said, oh, no, he didn't have a heart attack. He had a panic attack. Because that's something that 11-year-olds get. Crippling anxiety that crushes their body and almost de- they almost die. It wouldn't have anything this... to do with a PR move to backtrack on all his fucking statements that he made. Probably, at if he probably said that was a heart attack, it probably went against an NDA or something with a Pfizer fucking ad money he took. Let's... He probably can't even say that he had a heart attack. But, I mean, let's be perfectly clear. His son is 11 years old. I mean, that that is... Very rare for a child to have heart problems. Right. I understand that. Not anymore, Bob. <laughs> but did, the, we, we forgot to ask the pertinent questions. Did he, was it warm outside? Was it cold outside? He's 11 years old. Rod Stewart <laughs> is currently 77. So Rod Stewart was probably around like 65, 66 years old when he conceived this child. Like, I'm, I wouldn't be surprised if this kid was like very autistic, had some very serious problems like with his upbringing. I don't know. I don't know. I'm just saying. You mean the uh, the kid whose dad was a gay guy that admitted to taking cocaine an- anally every night after shows uh, might have some issues? Yeah, probably. <laughs> I had no idea. Any- I, mean, I think I'm going to go out on a limb and agree with you on that one. <laughs> but I, I, I do <laughs> understand the vaccine implication here, but I'm just saying there's other implications here. Rod Stewart. Yeah, if your dad was butt chugging cocaine for thirty years before he conceived you, you might have some issues. In his like mid sixties, yeah, <laughs> you might be <laughs> that poor fucking kid. I think the heart condition oh, is like God. the least of his problems. <laughs> maybe he just held his breath because he was trying to kill himself. <laughs> maybe that's why he turned blue. <laughs> oh, okay, that's all the news I have. All right. So I have um, <laughs> the topic I have today is the Twitter files, not necessarily exactly the Twitter files. It's mostly Twitter files adjacent. So everyone's heard about this. Like X files, but less important. Uh, well, I mean, there's like national security implications, like election inter- integrity implications. But yeah, uh, more dumb and. Everyone is calling this like a nothing burger in like the liberal media. It's very interesting. So Elon Musk bought Twitter. He's now releasing internal communications about their censoring and misinformation practices and their banning and, and all these different practices that everyone on the right assumed. Like if you're if you're coming here listening to our podcast to get an opinion on the Twitter files and be like, Oh my God, they, they were shadow banning, uh, Dan Bongino. Oh my God. This is so unheard of. Like you, I don't know how you got here. I don't know how you're listening to our show, but <laughs> Hey, no, all of our, Hey, Hey, those left-wing listeners out there, uh, eight thirty three six 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 zero nine eleven. prove Bob wrong. <laughs> I don't, I don't think we have well, listeners like so that. The, the, um, yeah, no, I did. We did Holocaust denial <laughs> before it was cool. Before it was even cool, like it is today. Hey, hey we have a lot of hashtag I stand with Palestine listeners. Right, okay, right, right, right. I was on the front lines of Holocaust denial <laughs> almost two years ago. <laughs> so it's so wait, yeah. wait, hold on. Before you go, like, here's the problem with these. Like, when they have these leaks at this point, the where the the play the whole the the whole two choice play of like blue team versus red team has gotten to such a critical mass that it could be like so uh we found out from twitter internal communications that uh twitter employees were speaking directly to satan he's real <laughs> they actually were making deals with the devil 
And like, they'd be like, it's not as bad as if they were Republican, though. Those guys are Nazis. And then be like, the Republicans are, you know, you think maybe they're the good guys and they're out trying to like summon Canaanite gods or something. Like, there'd be something equally fucking insane. And they'd be like, oh, I mean, come on, but Satan? What are you going to join Satan's team? Join Ball. <laughs> I didn't know, I didn't know uh, Satan was so concerned with. You know the integrity of elections and uh, <laughs> yeah. supporting democracy. Good, good for him. <laughs> exactly. Like so, that's what. That's the only problem with these things is it, it is fun to see like exactly how fucking corrupt it is. But it's it it is to the point where the population doesn't care anymore. And I don't either. But they they like care just if their team wins. They've already picked sides. It's over. Like no one's re evaluating their position on anything well i I think it's like in a unique position where there's the normies right the normies never knew that shadow banning was going on they never knew that uh twitter like the the first twitter file was technically about was the hunter biden laptop suppression it's like they totally bought into the idea that, that like this is all fake news russian disinformation stuff like that and like Everyone obviously knew that that was fake and they were just suppressing bad news because they had a favor for one like political side, right? But like it, it goes a little beyond that because there's there's always like us being like, well, there's like the left versus right argument, but then there's also like the total control over the system and uh and god what what would they be called? Like the the ivory towers of of like the the US government. Have just like the elite over the peasantry, right? Like that's the real like classification, right? It, it's it's become like a very notable class warfare where you're either on one side, like the correct side, or you're on the, the the side of like sin, basically, and like that. Wait, so Bob Bob's just jealous that he doesn't have blue check mark on Twitter? Is that, is that what I'm hearing right now? Right, I, he's airing his grievances against everyone that you know is an actual journalist out there. I do like the arrogance that he just possessed because I thought he was talking about like a class warfare, and he literally just described a fight of good versus evil and put us on the good side. No, no, <laughs> we are classified as the evil in this regard. Like people, like the people in Twitter, the people in oh, the powers you're of government, like the story, the the people in the powers of government in the bureaucracy, the deep state that Trump used to allude to, the swamp, like the 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 the, the actual yeah, we're all like Nazis to them, the or actual government versus like the fake government. Like this this is funny because like everyone expects Congress and the Senate to do stuff, but that's the fake government. The real government is the one that is never held accountable and can't be held accountable. And this is what is the most shocking part about the Twitter files that I found out. So the the Ooh. first drop was basically Matt Taibbi saying, hey, look, everyone, um, the, the Hunter Biden laptop was suppressed. It was a real story and it was suppressed by Twitter and other people. And uh, this is how they did it. And everyone's like, whoa, whoa, like this is kind of crazy. This changed the the results of an election. And, you know, this is getting normies involved in the in the conversation. Yeah, that's what changed. The everyone that listens to our <laughs> show is like, OK, we everyone knew this. Like we understood this. What was it? The, yeah, the next yeah, yeah. day, um, uh, the next Twitter files were dumped by Barry Weiss. And God, what was this? The secret blacklist. So like they're shadow banning people. They were using technology that they developed or software that they developed to um, to block uh, child pornography through direct messages. They turned that software on their political opponents, on like Trump supporters and stuff like that. Uh, and everyone's <laughs> like, oh, my God, all the normies are like, oh, my God, I can't believe this is happening. And, you know, all the all the actual people who have been paying attention this whole time is like, yeah, we know. Come on, get to the good stuff. But the good stuff uh, like, hey, we, I have this I have this gun that's used uh, in wars <laughs> and to fight terrorists and stuff. Now, what if I turn out my own citizens for kind of no yeah. reason whatsoever? Right. What, this is that, just the hunt that idea. <laughs> I won't use it on people ever, there, I promise. There are some, like, if you don't know the details of the Twitter files, I definitely suggest go on Twitter and read Matt Taibbi's and Barry Weiss's, like, uh, information dump. It's all very, very informative, uh, especially, like, with the small details. And you get to learn a lot about the people who control this platform and, like, the way they, they acted and just the complete disregard for your respect of freedom and everything like that is just it's wild i highly suggest reading it now now a, a slight interruption um so 
I need you to explain for the audience what you're referring to with shadow banning. Because apparently Jack Dorsey God, you uh, fucking is, is still on record as having said <laughs> that shadow banning, uh, they never shadow ban. It, it's, uh, and like they come up with all these made up terms like they, um, what, what was it? Uh, si- signal, uh, like anti-signal boosted or whatever, whatever it was. Or like trend blocked, mm-hmm. things like that. Right. Um, like your account, it, it couldn't be, it couldn't trend. Uh, like Twitter has like a trending little like sidebar that it has. It, That's shadow banning. It couldn't trend. Like it couldn't be like if it was shared. It just like people could click the share button, but people on the other end wouldn't see your share. Basically, it would just like nullify you from existence without <laughs> textbook shadow without, banning. That's what shadow banning is. Right. Without showing anyone that there was like a legitimate ban on that person's account. So it's all just yeah, like it's, it's supposed to be like hidden to the fact. It's not legitimate because it's right. shadow. They 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 want you to like continue using the account, thinking that you have like this voice when in reality that you you actually don't. It's not it's not reaching out to anyone. Um, you can see that in the comments when like if you go to just different platforms. Like, yeah, we didn't. If you read the comments on like TikTok, it's wildly different than the TikToks in like under a tweet. Right. <laughs> <laughs> to the point where you're like, this it's, is not this is not representative of a population. Like, whenever there's a new platform, that's more representative of the actual population, not these heavily curated. That's what fucking, I'm saying. Like, uh, this type of news is only news to like boomers and people that don't use like the internet too often. Like, everyone knew this since like 2014. At least, like I did, and everyone I knew knew about shadow banning, yeah. like all the bullshit that they were pulling online this entire time. Like, traditionally, shadow banning is something. To be it's fair, you can very easily confirm and verify that it's going on for the most part because yeah. you can just, you know, either like you said, you can share something or you can tweet something Open out and eyes. see that. Oh, it doesn't appear in the feed. Uh, it only appears if I actually go to the person's account. It you, you can you can verify it there immediately. Thirty seconds later, voila! Shadow ban proven. Like it's not a, it's not some some crazy obfuscated thing going on. Yeah, it happened to my account on TikTok. It's still fucked. Yeah, exactly. Because I tried to respond to somebody, they instantly banned it. But if I do the same thing on like another account, it won't ban it, and it'll be the same video. So I'm like, okay, well, I, I'm it, even though all my account suspensions are gone now, it's still. Ban- it blocks me. I tried. I tried to actually like po- posting again, and it just instantly banned. I think I said idiot. I can't imagine I got fucking banned for that. So, in the midst of of the Twitter files being dumped by these journalists via Elon Musk, uh, all this information was being filtered through the general counsel of Twitter to these journalists. Um, and so, like, all the information was compiled, and then he was told to send it over to these journalists, but it was filtered by the general counsel, some lawyer that they held on retainer for the company, right? And he was supposed to act in the best interest of the company. This general counsel... Yeah, where we could de- redact personal information. Right. This general... Uh, maybe business-sensitive right, things. Josh, calm down. You, you, you just, like, on, need on, to, like, on. shove your nose up this guy's asshole Sorry. already. You're like... <laughs> the guy's name was James Banker or Baker. Um, no, that, oh, that would be too, too I good. wanted his name to be Banker so bad. Yeah, we already had Bankman. <laughs> like, okay, so this guy has a history of a, like a very shady history. He used to be the general counsel to the FBI, uh, and so this is like the actual like this is like the bigger picture of the story and there's more connections to be made and I'm sure there will be more in the future as they've said the Twitter files will continue throughout the weekend and into like next week and stuff like that. So this guy he used to be the FBI general counsel. Uh, he was forced to resign under fucking James Comey during the Trump Russia investigation for uh, fabricating evidence and um what was it a mishandling classified information he was forced out and james comey literally described what was it comey told the times in a statement on his on the departure that baker represents the departure of baker represents the best of the Dem- uh the department of justice and the fbi <laughs> like <laughs> This guy, he was forefront in the the uh, the Russian investigation in the 2016 Russia uh, election interference investigation that ended up being nothing, right? Uh, 
Like he was full circle in the deep state colluding and making up a story that that Donald Trump was like the Manchurian candidate. He did you know how long Go no go ahead. How long, Josh? Did you do you know how how long he had been in this position and meddling with various intelligence pieces like this? I, I I'm trying to get a tally of like did he also help out the 2012 election and like the 2008 election and just so on and so on. Oh shit! I actually um <laughs> I actually yeah, I dug up some a lot of shit on this guy. Okay, um, awesome. he was uh he started showing his head in the Obama era, top appointee of the Department of Justice during Obama um yeah department yeah and okay i i guess it was just back in, in the obama days but he was also when what was it the 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 hunter biden laptop story came out 51 former intel agents said that the hunter laptop was a russian disinformation campaign he was one of those former agents former because he was forced to resign and criminally like investigated because of the shit that he was doing right he was forced out along with who is um Lisa Page. Do you remember do you guys remember that story? Who who's I No. Uh Lisa Page was the one that was like uh, had like a romantic affair with like a she was in the FBI and, and he was like uh I think in the DOJ or something like that. Uh and they were the ones texting that they were going to take down Trump and all that stuff. Anyway, that, oh, that, I can't remember that a little bit. Okay, that that was very romantic. yeah, that was a, a a deep cut there. But, um, basically, he gets fired from the FBI, and Twitter fucking scrambles to hire this guy for their general <laughs> counsel. Now, why, why would Twitter, a publicly traded company, want to scramble for a guy that's been just disgrace out of the FBI? Like, what what would be the purpose of that, Aaron? Well, I mean, it was just, he was on team, he was on blue team, you know, it was blue team, red team. They don't, like I said, they, if this Twitter file said it was Satan, they'd scramble to get him if he was saying he was on blue team and vice versa, the other side, like they would be like, oh, red, Satan's on red team. Sweet. Well, team red. To, to not be so tribalistic about it, more, um, uh, technical about it. They, they brought him in as a back channel. They brought him in as a point of contact to the FBI. <laughs> and the legal department and the and oh, the wait, DOJ. You, that was that was the you point. You just explained You just explained how he burned all of his bridges at the FBI and was was disgracefully uh, relieved from service. He didn't um, burn how, how no. would he be an effective back He channel? didn't burn any bridges. He he did what was necessary and then they pinned the guilt on him. He should have been arrested for what he did while in the FBI and the DOJ, not not let resign and then continue on to that's like the this is how they do it. They don't actually have punishments. You never arrest anybody. This is how yeah, the jobs. actual government never is held accountable. They'll be either fired or forced to resign. They'll keep he kept his pension because he was allowed to resign. He kept his fucking pension. And then he goes on to the private sector where he starts, you know, he makes even more money doing even more beneficial things with less scrutiny. Being like, okay, we've it's not a burning of the bridge within the political elite's eyes it's the burning of the bridge in like the normies eyes the normal the normie voters eyes being like some guy in like fucking upstate new york's gonna be like oh my god i can't believe this guy you know he was disgraced he can't work in, in the fbi again i'm i'm so glad the fbi has the reputation intact after firing this guy or making him resign and good riddance. They, they do this shit all yeah. the time with like uh, even in like companies where they'll have like a CEO come in and just like the new CEO fires everybody and sells off all the shit they want to sell off. And they're like, what? I, the board's like, I can't believe this guy. He ruined the company. All right. Well, we did sign a contract where he gets $80 million. So, uh, all right. See ya. Now we'll, we'll really fix it, everybody. It's, it wasn't our fault. It was this new dang CEO. That's, and then he has like his two-year severance package or whatever, where he keeps getting his eighty million dollars, and then they bring in some new guy to a uh, quote-unquote rehab the company. Yeah, of course, that's they do that shit all the time. And the same with like these gigs. Whenever you do something for these people like that, you get like, oh, I'm gonna be the fall guy for this. So then they're gonna hook me up with this cushy job. I wouldn't be surprised if Twitter didn't scramble to get him at all, and the government was like, oh yeah, you gotta hire this guy. Hey, Jack Dorsey, man in a black suit shows up. Hey, uh, hey, Dorsey, 
hey dickhead uh this is your new uh general counsel uh because we said so it's, it's, like that's right. that's basically what it was like i guarantee it, that's how that fucking happened. right it, it could have happened that way and it probably did happen that way but the fact is is that like every single company even um i don't have the clip for it but there is a clip where um uh, i think it was robert Mueller, like the head of the, uh, of the fbi at the time in like 2010 2012 came in had the FBI had an office in the Facebook building and Robert Mueller came in and like introduced himself to like Mark Zuckerberg one day. And like, there was like an interview about how they were talking about meeting them for the first time. It's like, wait a second. Why is the FBI in your fucking building? Uh, why do they have like their own little conference room? And why do like, are, are, is Facebook allowing this type of shit? Like th- this is the type of shit that's going on. There is a cohesion between like the, the the public and the private sector and it, it's leading in one direction there is the bureaucracy of the government and then like the private sector and those two are being like intermingled permanently at like a permanent level Bob, this 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 may be a hard concept to fathom but the independent board of fact checkers that uh facebook ha- has accumulated they they actually don't have the answers for everything they don't know the objective truth about everything so sometimes you have to you know refer uh, back to the real experts, the real keepers of the truth, and said they brought in uh, Mr. FBI. I hate you. <laughs> <laughs> you just, God, you were lingering on that shit for so long. I was like, you, you can't, it can't be what you're about to say. Well, was there something stupider I could have said? No, no. Like, the arbiters of truth being the FBI was pretty good. That was pretty on point. Very on point. So, the second part of the Twitter files is basically the, uh, Barry Weiss comes in and says, like, uh, people are being shadow banned and stuff like that. So, as as these uh, relevations are coming to light about these horrible, horrible shadow banning practices... And, um, the, the, like these other like bad practices that, that they're doing like this whole time, uh, they're the Twitter, what do they call themselves? Members of Twitter's trust and safety council. They decide these to, are all just the gray suits. They like, decide uh, you know to I mean? like resign. These... <laughs> and so I want to go through, wait, what <laughs> they all decide. Like, like, sorry, this is like a last few days development. Yes. They, uh, amidst the news, just everyone in the trust and safety council resigns. It happened after the Barry Weiss drop. So we have, well, this sounds, this sounds like another instance of Mr. General counsel where, uh, now, now that their resume is out in the public and everyone sees what a good job they're doing, they've probably got sniped and, uh, you know, hired up by an even more influential, even richer company than Twitter. Right. So Barry Weiss drop. Okay, no, it actually happened before the Barry Weiss drop. So this, the uh, the Trust and Safety Council all resigned between the first drop and the second drop, and so they they made this public statement. And this name is this this person's name is Ann Collier, something like that. If you go to her Twitter profile, she says she, her youth advocate, writer, net family news, NGO founder, safety advisor to platforms, TEDx Geneva. <laughs> so again, very it, impressive CV there. Isn't it insane how many people have fake jobs? Yes. Like, so that's, <laughs> this is another thing I'm going to dive into. When you get into, they, they made this public statement about resigning and it is the most fucking hilarious thing that you've ever read. Like ever. All right, go ahead. Okay. So <sighs> like all of them together came up and signed the statement. A, a bunch of them did like, uh, like there's like six of them or something like that. We are announcing our resignation okay. from Twitter's trust and safety council. I don't know why it's a council, by the way. Because it is clear from the research uh, evidence that contrary to claims by Elon Musk, the safety and well-being of Twitter's users are on the decline. So, and then they say, the question has been on our minds. Should Musk be allowed to define digital safety as he has freedom of expression? And our answer is a categorical no. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. (laughs) 
What does that mean oh, that's to good. you? It just means that they hate the people being able to say the N-word. I mean, if we're being honest, like, th- I hate people. Dude, people, we live now in an era where, in America, people think that free speech is a bad thing. And then they go, freedom of speech doesn't mean freedom of consequences. Like, freedom of speech is just if you, how you want to okay here let me backtrack here the way that you know that you're for or against freedom of speech is do you think the shit that you hate and disagree with should be allowed to be said that's it that's all that means is that shit that you hate is allowed to be said not just good things that's not what freedom of speech is it's everything that you fucking hate being said is it allowed to be said and it's like, yes, as long as it's like literally not a crime, like you can't just contact an assassin and say it's freedom of speech that you try to get him to kill your wife, you know, like, <laughs> but for fuck's sakes, as long as it's not a crime, you're, hold on. Yeah. Everything you, you should be able to say you everything. Get, uh, wow. That's so hateful of you. I, I would like to I introduce know. you to the Twitter's uh, Trust and Safety Council's ideas on the Internet's safety policies. Because this is like the most like these women are so embedded with like this like this love for having a kindergartner like levels of language and decency to one another. It's like, we can't, we can't have any nuance. We can't criticize one another. Don't bring up my weight. Never do that. Never bring up politics unless it's my politics, because I like that. And it's like, it's such, like these, these women are, are have the mental acuity of children. And so they go on here, they go, we know that... Oh, so they're women? Yeah, oh, all of them are, yeah. We know that even after the <laughs> resignations and dismissals of thousands of employees, there are people working at Twitter who care about reducing hate speech and protecting users on the platform. We are deeply... They can't define hate speech. They, they don't know what it means. <laughs> they don't know what protecting users on a fucking internet platform even fucking means. It's... <laughs> Do you know how many people think that way? Though, I, I think that of like, like hackers, that are, that think, not someone calling me a faggot or, or a nigger online. Like I, that you know what I mean? Like yeah, <laughs> I don't, I don't. Well, it's just just to say hate speech doesn't mean anything. Mm-hmm. No, you're right. You're right. You're allowed to hate as long as it's. Yeah, it's just I hate that they don't have objective defined guidelines. Like I'm okay with a company having an objective list of shit you can't say. But just to be like hate speech, and it's anything there's, I find unsavory, it's it drives me fucking insane. They're they're probably referring to the standard definition as in the uh, you know presented in the ADL dictionary. Come on, Aaron. Oh, which I'm sure is not subjective terms at all. It's just it's very defined. recognized. Yeah. So I'm, I'm quoting here. We are deeply saddened by the decision because Twitter has been a place of joy in many ways. Our work with fellow council members, interacting with our professional network uh, networks, and supporting the public discussion about our respective passions. No. No. Because as someone who uses hate speech to discuss their, their passion, I haven't been able to do that. Right? This, this is yeah, what exactly. these fucking women don't understand. Like, uh, Well, they, they understand. They don't care. They actually... So they... Once you beat them with the logic, that's simple logic. It's like, well, you can't hurt people's feelings. It's like, well, if I can't hurt people's feelings, that hurts my feelings. So now we're in that situation. (laughs) And then they're like, well, you're evil, so your feelings don't matter. So now, oh, so now you're defining morality and you're the arbiter. Got it. Okay. It's become subjective. So you just make it an unwinnable argument. And then they'll never run out of steam. They'll just make their bullshit arguments in circles forever. That's the ultimate crux with like politics right now is that. They believe that they're they are objectively morally correct in a subjective manner. They're righteous. Yeah, yeah, they are they are just self righteous in that manner, and no matter what they do to the opposing force is justified, which is a problem. Like it's going to lead down the road here pretty soon. But <laughs> yeah, um, Bob, you're so you're trying to find this logical inconsistency with uh, this whole manifesto that they they published here and. But you seem to be missing the very important point that expression and passion are pretty mutually exclusive things. Actually, you don't need to express you don't express yourself to a uh, you know enjoy your passions online. 
But also, no one in the history of Twitter has thought Twitter and joy in the same sentence. Right. That has never been a joyous place ever since its inception. Uh, I love it. I like these people. I, I, I felt joy when 10 bots liked my tweet, but uh, these teach their own. The reading this makes me think of like, you know, visiting like my family members that are like kindergarten teachers and like when they're like we don't use that language you know like when we go to like family holidays and like you, <laughs> you, you drop like an f slur or an r word and they're like oh, we don't we don't say retard or the r word here and i was like well i do I, I don't know why you're saying we in the situation because you like saying that to children in in your presence you fucking bitch. Okay, you know what? Here, this is the this is exactly that was a really good analogy actually of like your aunt at Christmas being like, "We don't use that language." Yeah. So then so you take those women, okay? <laughs> with all the good intentions of the world, you know, I don't hate your aunt, but you they what they did was they took six of your aunts with that attitude, made them in charge of Twitter and they're in charge of filtering out and judging morality with the Illuminati behind them whispering fucking shit in their Wait, ears. Wait, that's the connection. You know what I mean? They Wait. can't, they're not capable of fucking realizing how they're being manipulated into just being the most evil, enacting the most evil plan ever, all in the name of goodness. And they just are promoting everyone's aunt at Christmas to think, drinking is bad. This is a joyful place. <laughs> Christmas of the family is joyful. You're making it not joyful. Like, well, uh, hey, Aunt, uh, we're the only ones fucking laughing over here. You don't seem to know what joyful means. God damn it, Aaron. And you fucking nailed it with the Illuminati thing. Backed by the Illuminati. They're the that's, ones behind them. How, yeah, they, did, they can't it. see the brainwashing. That's how I'm going to wrap this up. But I want, I want yeah. to revel in like just how fucking... like dumb retarded children that that these women actually are uh so they go on and say the establishment of the the council uh represented twitter's commitment to move away from the u.s centric approach to user safety stronger collaborations across regions and the importance of having deeply experienced people on the safety team so according to them you need deeply experienced people. For example, this woman has been on the Trust and Safety Council since 2016, which is very ironic, and has been helping um, <laughs> helping women online since 1999. Could you think of anyone more qualified for the job on like the Twitter Public Safety Council? And they go on to describe... Oh, what is helping women online? I, I have no idea. Uh, algorithmic okay. systems can uh, can only go so far in protecting users from ever-evolving abuse and hate speech before detectable patterns have developed. So they're saying it's like, yeah, we need we we need us at the forefront of the Overton window, which is ultimately what Twitter wants to control. The Overton window. We need the like the very leading um, trends need to be under our purview. Which is funny because, like, the Twitter files themselves, like, Matt Tybee was discussing, like, in their personal conversations via Twitter, uh, they were saying that, like, oh, we were having to, they were having to Google shit on the fly to determine if it was, like, hate speech or not. <laughs> Which is even more wild. These people are like, oh, my God, is this new slang term? Is it hate speech? Could it be conceived of ha as hate speech? So, Urban like your aunt, says. It's, no, it's right back to the aunt at Christmas. So it's the aunt at Christmas. She's imagining the whole family dressed nicely and Christmas caroling. And then there's like you and your cousins are having fun and drinking and, and having a good old time over in the corner. And Jenner and, and they don't realize that you're actually uplifting the whole room. Like you're actually bringing a lot of like fun into the whole environment. But it's ruining their picture of the utopia of the christmas party in their head so they start like trying to force everybody to start like singing and doing the dumb shit and they just turn into dictators yeah. but they had good intentions the whole time because they they're imagining everybody in their nice christmas well, sweaters they have the good intention i think it's a perfect example too because it is so extremely out of touch and like not so extremely out of touch yeah. with what people actually want and what people are actually thinking and also don't give it a second thought that their conception could be wrong their conception uh as yeah. was 
so keenly pointed out so, uh, is whispered in the ear, their ear by a you know a, a nice nice little Illuminati man. So so that's like the thing like and they don't even know what the terms mean. They have to Google whether or not something is hateful. So they're looking for something to complain about, to bitch about, to make sure that everything stays in their utopia path that they've envisioned in their head. It'd be like if your aunt was at that Christmas party and is like, "What does skeet mean?" and is like googling it like oh my god and then just starts yelling at everybody but they didn't know that they were supposed to be offended in the first place because they're so fucking out of touch with what's happening this is the perfect example and that is how twitter is run everybody so twitter was run right so the these women uh, it's gonna be way better now they give their personal statements about about the lines that they drew uh, this this one lady very dumb. Don't need to read that. This this other lady. She goes. I watched uh, with dare I say trepidation the negotiations over Elon Musk's purchase of Twitter. I've written down some commitments. Not to dare to say trepidation. Right. right. <laughs> I've written down some commitments to myself at, at the time. Should Musk step over those thresholds, I told myself I would resign. Those red lines have been crossed, according to this lady. We know from ultimatums are cool. Th- this is where it's like perfect. We know from research by the Anti-Defamation League and the Center for Countering <laughs> Digital Hate that slurs against black Americans and gay men have jumped 195% and 58% respectively since Musk's takeover. <laughs> Anti-Semitic posts have soared more than 61% in the, uh, in the two weeks after Musk acquired Twitter. Another red line for me was when uh, previously banned accounts such as Donald Trump's were reinstated. So... It's incredible because they're starting to fear what has been happening to us this whole time. They're fearing that um, Musk is going to turn Twitter into something that uh, is going to censor them and promote right-wing views. But And that's the thing. No one wants to censor them, but their ideas can't hold right, up. Right, right. Uh, we don't need to censor them because they're actually retarded and just putting a spotlight on those retarded things like a raw open 4k high definition spotlight uncut spotlight on those things it really perfectly goes back to that ruins ant analogy yeah because yeah. it's not we're not trying to stop the ant from doing what they want to do but they know that if we if if everybody gets to choose between the cousins having fun and the ant making everyone fucking sing christmas carols they're going to choose the cousin. So they're like, well, I have to find a way to shut the cousins down <laughs> so that they go. Everyone will do what I want. Yeah. That's yeah. <laughs> we're right back at the Christmas party, which analogy. is perfect because it's perfectly summed up this way. Content moderation is a nuanced business that requires full transparency, adherence to policies informed by best practices full transparency. and advice from trusted partners on the ground as well. Dedicated resources. So, just like, yeah, full transparency, Aaron. Just like the shadow banning policies, just like the fact that, that yeah, oh, just like yeah, the fact that uh, Twitter is meeting with like the FBI, DOJ, DNI, Department of National Intelligence. Yeah, all fucking transparent. Like everyone knows about all these things that the, the Twitter is censoring. Holy fucking shit! So this is what wraps it back around to like the James Baker fucker. Um, not technically him, but it's linked back to the deep state, the fucking swamp, the Illuminati. One of the people that resigned from the Twitter Trust and Safety Council was Leslie Podesta, John Podesta's niece. Oh my <laughs> god! <laughs> she was on the Twitter account. Wait, sorry. What was the relationship? Did you say wife or niece. daughter? What, what was it? Niece. Niece. Excuse me. Uh, she was on the Twitter Council Trust Amazing. and Safety Council. It, they are and she was, the, what I'm she was saying. the best person for the job and it's well, not just because she was connected bob bob i you again seem to be forgetting something you said earlier this episode which is that twitter has in their possession a software that they use to uh, uh prevent dms of child porn um right. so clearly yeah, so there's no problem it directly to fucking podesta's phone <laughs> They fucking just found a way to reroute all the child porn to Podesta. It doesn't block the DMs. It just reroutes it to Podesta's. Yeah, it reroutes them all to his phone. I'm 
mean, the electric signal's already sending. It's got to go somewhere, this right? This is the thing. Yeah, it's it's like uh, it's like sending uh, your junk into a black hole. Like you can send infinite amounts of child porn to John Podesta, <laughs> and he he can't actually get filled up. This is why. That's what's really in the basement. You have it. to disconnect. You have to like. It's in every institution. It's in every company, publicly traded company. Wherever there's a voice, there's a spook. Wherever there's a, a large corporation, yeah. there's a glow in the dark. Like they're everywhere. Every corner of every society. Like I'm. I wouldn't be surprised if Josh isn't actually like a Fed. Like at this point, like. <laughs> I, well, he's obviously a fed. <laughs> Don't let your guard down, Bob. He's no, definitely a fed. This just made my guard that much more secure. Like now, like I, Aaron's like, even, Bob. Do you not trust or feel safe around me? I I bet that most of these companies come out with like good intentions and shit, and just once you get to a certain level, this the spooks show up and go, okay, this is what you got to do now. I mean, I mean, we well, can the, just kill you. No one will care. Right. I mean, the question too is who who hired these Christmas aunts and like what what was kind of the the bureaucratic build up to where somebody was in that they had that position available and that connection there to hire this everyone on this council. That's a fucking amazing point, Josh. Which is why, uh, which points out that there are no actual journalists left in America because we should be asking those questions of how did Twitter find James Barker. And be like, we need this guy as like the legal counsel for Twitter, Trust and Safety Council. Where, how, how did the CEO or like the 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 fucking Indian lady that did uh, like Joe Rogan for Twitter? Oh, yeah, I know who you're talking about the, the one who was on Rogan with like Vidya yeah. something or like I don't know like video game or whatever whatever yeah, her yeah. name was. Like how, what information did she have from who? to reach out to these other spooks and glow in the darks about the, these topics. Like, how are they all connected? Where's the communication? Where's the networking coming from? Because it's, I think they just show up to if you. They're only, if they're only like some sort of secret society and black book that like just connected them all somewhere. No, I, I just like kidding. a golf club. We're just uh, <laughs> apropos of nothing. You just get apropos to a certain level. Once you have a certain, there's like some threshold <laughs> of of influence yeah. that once you hit they show up and say okay here's how things go you can still have your ceo title or owner but here's the rules don't fuck it up or we'll like murder somebody in your family and make it look like an accident and we own the news so sound good uh okay <laughs> all right well, you're gonna have to get on joe rogan with some indian bitch and look like a total dickhead Ugh. but you'll get to still be rich and we won't kill you oh okay i i don't have an army of of spooks to counter fight you so yeah that sounds very that okay sounds and so here's my last point basically and it's from the the journalist michael tracy who i love he's like this like really greasy troll on the internet that but he's too autistic to be bought which is why i love him so he says yoel roth who is like the head of the the twitter trust and safety council who was laid off uh, Yul Roth went straight from researching gay online dating habits to making some of the most consequential uh, discretionary political judgment any one person could conceivably make on Twitter. <laughs> so, again, how are like they finding these people? Yeah, research this, this guy is like what? the top grinder reviewer and they're putting him on like the front lines with Leslie Podesta and fucking James Barker at the same time. It's like, oh my god, like this degenerate gay guy. <sighs> Bob, if, if, if they're known for anything, gay hookups are known for trust and safety, okay? <laughs> <laughs> but that... Let's move on to the next topic. You need to know what science discovered. You need to know today. Whether it's space or bones uncovered, it's definitely fake and gay. Scientists discover the Y chromosome is slowly vanishing. A new sex gene could be the future of men. The sex... Wait, go ahead. What? I don't... No, that's just me kind of baffled. What? What? All right. I... Wait, what? Isn't it... Isn't it incredible that science, the most objective 
perfect gift to exploring absolute truth that we've ever gotten always seems to land on whatever is uh, whatever we culturally want to be true at any given time. Isn't that crazy? It's very convenient. Yeah. I don't, it's not Isn't a, it's the not scientific a coincidence. Method, it always lands it's not, it's, on what we culturally want it to land It's not land a coincidence. Huh. Wait, Aaron, what are you, what are you talking about? <laughs> this is like, what I want things to culturally land on right now is uh, diversity and inclusion. And this headline at least is extremely transphobic, suggesting that the Y chromosome has anything to do with <laughs> being a man. That's true. So the sex of a human. No, I like that. That was a good and... joke. And Bob looked like he was going to say something, and then he was just dead silent for like five seconds. <laughs> I'm sorry, Josh. I think it's a, I couldn't a, pull a, through a new, for you. One. I, Bob is sick of my shit before Aaron this episode. New paradigm. Josh broke me before the show started. Actually, <laughs> I thought Bob was about to yes and no. that. That's why I just stopped. I didn't want to like interrupt it. <laughs> I'm sorry to disappoint. No. So, hey, what's happening okay. to the Y chromosome? Yeah. The sex of, of the sex of human and other mammal babies is decided by male determining gene on the Y chromosome, but the human Y chromosome is degenerating and may disappear in a few million years, leading to our extinction unless we evolve a new. Oh, sex right around gene. the corner. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Just in a in a few million Guys. years. Thank God we'll be able to check back on your claims Guys, here and see if you're what's right. What's the weather going to be in two weeks from today? I guarantee you it's going to be wrong. Fucking <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> come on. In a few million. I want to be one of these people. This is like, ah, oh, it's so stupid. It's so fucking stupid. So, Oh, in three million years, we're not going to have males anymore. What are they going to be? What does the what what does the new sex gene do? What it what will what do you theorize in three million years? We'll be able to fuck ourselves and have kids. Like, how do we reproduce? Which is the distinction of male and female, by the way. Fucking so stupid. Well, yeah, yeah, I I don't still don't know what they mean either by the Y chromosome degenerating. Like with each generation, is it just like losing genetic information and the ability to sex determine, or is it are are like are there just more women in the world now? So what's, what's the, they uh, don't know. They don't, they, they don't. So it says in turn, uh, the, the Y chromosome has lost 900 to 55 active genes over the, the 166 million years that humans and platypus have been evolving separately. I don't know why platypus is, oh, is okay. connected to hey, this. Hey, right, you guys ever, have you ever, yeah, have you guys ever seen a 155 million year old Y chromosome? <laughs> have you ever looked at one of those? Uh, wait. Uh, yeah. Aaron, what are this, they basing this, this on? Like, Nothing. This is all made up. Lot, it's all like made up. It's a reputation of carbon dating where, you know, like, it, we don't have uh, necessarily the original samples to go, uh, or we, we don't have the, you know, conditions from a million years ago to make proper estimates for the carbon dating age. So, we don't have that shit now. Well, like all the I want to I want to take a tour of some of these places where they go. Oh, wheat. Here's how we categorize a Y chromosome, and I want to be like, show me, show me what you do. So <clears throat> I want to watch a Y chromosome. So you, if dickhead. a scientist, I don't believe if a scientist you. came up to me and said, I can carbon date this artifact between, uh, what was it like ninety thousand years ago plus or minus like thirty days. I'd be like, holy fuck, that's super accurate. The actuality is they can do it between like 90,000 years ago, plus or minus like what, like 15,000 years, Josh, or like 20,000 years. I, I forget the exact numbers, but yeah, I remember we, we did um, read some it's, research on the show where they yeah talked about no, it, no. At, at that range that long ago. It is, yeah, plus or minus like 20% or something. Right. If it's within 100,000 years, they can be within 30,000 years, okay. plus or minus yeah. either yeah, yeah, side. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. between... If something's under thirty, it can go from seventy years, so it's to like one hundred thirty. If it's forty thousand years old, it will be the results are ten to seventy thousand years. <laughs> That's what the results are. If they're considered good results, and less than twenty percent of the carbon dating gives good results, so most of the time it's outside of that range. Four out of five times. So it's literally random. Okay, so let's discuss the plus minus for this claim. It's worse than random. For this claim. <laughs> yeah. The, the Y chromosome. Our claim of the imminent demise of the human Y created 
uh, a uh, fracas. I don't know. Uh, and to this day, there are claims and counterclaims about the expected lifetime of our current Y chromosome. Estimates between infinity and a few thousand years. <laughs> so what's the plus minus For on when that? our Y chromosome is going to yeah. go off? So the plus minus to that so it might never degenerate <laughs> they're just that's what their claim between is between infinity and a couple thousand years yeah that's their plus minus on the whole situation now it will how, how will this change if i expose my balls to more radiation uh i i don't think it would change at all josh because honestly i think it's, this is just some sci-fi um transvestite or like like true like science fiction novel that they're romance, romance. yeah have the z we'll have all numbers of in a hundred million years i would have been gender. born correctly is what's going through these troons minds when like they think about like a story like this being like oh my god science no they probably think that they're more evolved they're like ooh, i'm a i'm a being from a hundred million <laughs> next uh- evolution okay <laughs> I, i'm a being that should have lived infinity from now I'm a being that's so bastardized I can't reproduce correctly. I'm so evolved. Yeah. Oh my god. That's what it's come down to. Yeah. Reproduction's archaic. And infinity. There isn't even infinity. They all. If they're scientists, don't they have a like an an approximate time that the they're supposed to be the heat death of the universe and it all collapses in on itself and well wait wait we get a big big bang again so. So the implication of that is that they don't understand the mechanism behind the Y chromosome is losing, uh, losing these genes, losing the, the genetic genetic data. So they don't know if this is actually happening at all, and they're kind of you know accounting for that case that there isn't necessarily at all the generation of the Y chromosome. So there can't be a continuation of it. So it'll never happen that we lose the Y chromosome. Like that. I, that's the implication of infinity, right? I know, but do you know how? This is why it's so fucking stupid. So let's go through the real quick rundown of this. They're claiming that they're comparing today's Y chromosome to Y chromosome's uh, status at 150 million years ago, which they have no evidence to make that claim. Then they're saying it's degenerating. Just so happens that men will be gone because of the Y chromosome between 3,000 and infinity away, and they just happen to discover this, which it's science. It's got to be an absolute truth. While everybody is trying to push trans bullshit, it, science is is dead. It's been dead for so fucking long. I don't think that it's ever existed in the way that they try to describe it to have existed. I think the scientific method is the is a good thing, and science itself is. A fucking disgrace, and it always I, has. I feel been. like in my mind there was like some sort of heyday of science, like back in in the day of like Nikola Tesla and like Thomas Edison and stuff like that. But even then, because there are stories of like what was it? The first hormones were were synthesized like at the turn of like the nineteenth century, weren't they? Like nineteenth or or like the twentieth century, turn of the twentieth, yeah, right. I, I think so. Yeah, so like synthesized hormones are like under like they're just over a hundred years old at this point and the damage that they've caused and the pseudosciences that like have come out uh, like out of them being like oh well we can just start prescribing medication to people completely alter their hormones and endocrine system and then all of a sudden like this person is not no longer a man it's it's something in between like it's there was never a scientific heyday It, it in my mind, that heyday never existed. Like, uh, the the real heyday must have been like fucking like Newton when when Newton published his results. Like that was the real heyday. Like when people were coming to I don't even know if that terms. was the heyday, dude. We we think that people built like these giant structures out of fuck with a copper chisel and a fucking rope. Like, right. who, what was the science like when the pyramids were built? They want to pretend that everybody was walking around and fucking with stone wheels, but what they, they what's didn't their have evidence wheels? for that? Just they say so, right? Like right. we have no idea what it was like. They probably trans themselves to death. Did you see the fucking? Have you seen what the pharaohs looked like? They probably uh, were like, oh, in in infinity years, we're all gonna be. We got to chop our dicks off now to get the process rolling. Well, and no, that's the hands. You need pots. Put a mummification and a bombing so they can come back. 
who doesn't want a sphinx head <laughs> yeah yeah exactly dude right they probably did they probably perfected the sphinx head fucking surgery and people made fun of it for a while well it took a while for it wasn't right so i my theory is that there's like a certain level of um like luxury within society that is afforded to these these types of ideas right i think um what was it our uh our editor refers them to as like luxury like uh ideas or oh, luxury beliefs or something like that uh, yeah, shout out to, to you're only able to believe it because all of your basic needs are right for well, so you just start coming up with beliefs that if you had to go back to like a base survival mode you wouldn't consider even these thoughts consider yes. as a yes, thing yeah. exactly and i like i i think like it if something like that if something like transgenderism has come up in the past like society must have gotten to a point Spent of luxury renaissance had to have gotten to a point yep. of technology and luxury within the system to be able to accommodate such things because if you're too busy trying to survive and you're struggling with reality of things you're not ever going to even consider these thoughts of fucking like you know having like these these identity crises and mutilating yourself trying to figure yourself out like i don't i don't think that's 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 happening in a society that's struggling to progress what comes to mind for me i mean was one of the craziest things at what i think instantly degraded society um is global communication instantly yeah and that ties into twitter being, yes being able to hive mind all of the the bullshit together these the, the corrupt institutions immediately take it over like we were talking about you know you got fucking podesta's niece in there dictating morality on fucking twitter to globally are you out of your mind like that's insane um and it's just it, it, that is the tower of babel twitter like, that is the yeah. tower of babel yeah, right yeah. there the internet just the internet is the tower of babel it instantly will turn everyone's brain retarded and then they'll it's just going to collapse it's going to cause an inevitable collapse and i think that's what the story is about the whole confusing the language and shit that's it's just everybody got together was able to talk instantly and then they fucking all fought each other instantly because of it like Dude, Aaron, and then died this ties in so well to the topic i'm bringing in next week just you, you can't believe it perfect we'll wrap perfect. it up then yeah because but yeah it right isn't that just Oh, it just blows my mind how fast shit because like in the 90s shit was awesome yeah i feel like we are crossing like the rubicon of like god flipping his like finger and being like okay we're all speaking a different language now like you all have like mass communication at the like the tips of your fingertips and now i'm just gonna like send my finger and like none of you are gonna communicate well with anyone else like you're just like so well, what, what bob what bob is saying is it's it's really a metaphor for decentralizing and federating and going on services like mastodon and pleroma um oh, yeah. where we're, we're it's we're not all connected like we are with twitter uh of course you know pirate radio social slash okay hear me out confederate with us well just it used to be that like greed and sin and these like corrupt uh, people could like destroy a town or a city or maybe at worst a small country that was the worst thing that could happen and but everybody had to come up with some of their own ideas or at least community ideas and now it's yeah. just every community thinks the same thing they've picked the same two teams the teams have been laid out by them for them by the same guy that would have been the guy trying to take over a town well you know like i, I think it's, it's just... a little bit better than it was like back in the 80s and 90s though with when people had centralized tvs and channels to watch and everything like that the culture was more oh, it was more continuous it was more like in tune with everyone else because everyone had the same tv we're in, the the we're in the middle of the cold war then right i think full probably I, I think yeah because the internet like we've had more like uh discongruity with like the the narrative itself and like i think it's becoming more that's and true. more like that's why we're seeing like this big rapture or like rupture in the system is because people are beginning to realize like, well, holy fuck. Like we always have realized that like mainstream media is all corrupt, but now like we're finally getting our own voices. It does make you it see does, it. Yeah. Right. Like, uh, 
you used to not be able to see the scam. Now you, everyone can see the scam instantly because the technology's Dude, outpaced the The lies. fact that like Kanye still has a huge support structure around him on the internet is like so hopeful. <laughs> oh, it, well, because that's all that's those real people. Those are real yeah, people like, being like, those are actual patterns that everyone sees. Like, holy shit. Why yeah. does APAC have a 95% success rate in every election? <laughs> why why does Jewish America have the strongest political power in the United States when they have the smallest population? Why is that? And people can find that information yeah. very easily now. So Yeah, no, yeah, it's crazy. Um fucking Tower of Babel. That's no, a- I uh I said I had a topic to bring in next week, but uh, unfortunately uh this is going to be the last episode of Okay Homo. Bob's previous statements were extremely problematic, and I'm pretty sure we're canceled now. <laughs> oh, last point, because now, now I remember. APEC, I, I bring up APEC once. Uh... <laughs> we're nuked <laughs> on the internet. Bob, just like you said, now that you can see the scam instantly, yeah. that's why that's why they have to. They're trying to develop technologies to track people individually because they have to actually extend their level of control. Yeah. To try to keep up with people seeing the scam. Right. Wh- so if anyone sees it, now they have to stomp you out and try to fucking use control to stop you from revealing Which the is lie. why everyone is getting like this overwhelming sense of dread that like the empire is collapsing. Is because their tendrils of control are reaching so far beyond That's their mandate it- that it's, it's starting to crumble. And like you can see it lose its, its power. That's always how it yeah. crumbles. Yeah. All right. But they always think, they always believe that if they got enough control, they can beat it. Like, they, they can always stop think the that. crumbling yeah. if they could get enough yeah. control. I know. They think that every time. <laughs> and it's never going to happen. It never happens. It just, it just crumbles. crumbles. Yep. All right. I think that's the show. Everyone have a good week. It was great. Fantastic. Good job. Yeah. It was fun. Thanks for listening. Whatever. Okay. Fuck this shit. I have a PlayStation raincoat. Don't tell me you don't like my show. Also, I respect your opinion and whatever else you said about me.